and my name is Ayomide Fadjani. Welcome, Welcome to the, the Fly, Fly from Africa, Africa podcast. podcast. Oh my goodness. Is it a new week? Oh my God. Uh, in the middle of the week or the Wednesday, that's your old new week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a new week. <laughs> your old week is just starting. Your week is just... already you Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but you yours is just starting. It's just starting. Like it just feel like it's a new week. And I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm getting the body moving and shaking and you know getting energized and stuff it's new week well people welcome welcome back to the the podcast the black from africa podcast oh my goodness you guys i know you guys love us because we we give you guys bonus bonus we did like can you imagine like imagine the amount of work we put into that like we care about you guys so much that we created a bonus content that is so great. I, I'm even proud of us. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God, people. I know you guys love us. Yeah, this is the energy. I'm proud of us. Like, we created a bonus episode. It is so great. It is so great. I'm even thinking that, like, you know, you guys have to, like, patronize us to bring more bonus content out because there's a lot in store from where that came from because i'm pretty sure you guys want to know about dating life and who we're dating and how you know how we stew people up and what's going on day to day and we'd love to share that but you have to patronize us you have to listen to it you have to subscribe you have to comment you have to share you have to tell us where you're listening from also too you need to engage and that way you know if even if we're hungry we can just be like, you know, well, we love our FFPI listeners. So, you know, let's do this, girl. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, because if they hype us up, we get hyped. And then if they want content out of us, extra content on extra. extra, extra. Can you imagine extra content? Extra, extra. Yes. Like, like, I'm, like I'm being extra right now. Extra, extra. Yeah, I think we've done this. Like, we used to be the ones to motivate them. Like, all through season one, we brought the motivation. Now, we want them to motivate us so that we can keep staying high and we can just be high and bring okay. the motivation. <laughs> I like the pink. The one you look so pretty. And it's, I know, the headphones. You look so cute, girl. Girl, you you you're telling me I'm pretty. You're gorgeous. Like ah, this this oh this bitch. Let me tell you, people. Let me tell you, people. I know how to dress. Okay, hey. she hey. knows how to put things together. Like this girl can say something that looks common, and she wears it. And like she knows how to angle her pictures. Like she knows how to capture like like the nature. Like she's very creative. Like she's very creative. So if you're not following Io, you are losing out on some great creativity content. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not so that I'm just saying. Let me tell them my Instagram is Ayomide Fajini. If you're not Nigerian, I get it. Let me spell it for you. Alpha, Yankee, Oscar, Mike, India, Delta, Echo. I it's the fact that she has a down pack that she has the different one and i oh she missed how would she have india in it because this girl is looking for an indian man like oh, she's looking for right name, remember hold up hold up my last name fajimi foxtrot alpha julia india mike india <laughs> ah oh shit <laughs> okay. well you got it people she just fell it out 
Follow Ayo Media for Jimmy. Um, follow Ayo. And my girl is And my girl is You can follow me. Yeah. Follow me at once a Leah. Follow me at once a Leah. The way you're making is cracking my life up. So today we're just begging for followers at the beginning of the episode. At the beginning, we're begging. Like, follow me. Yo, we can't even play hard again. We just started in a begging mode. That's crazy. We are. That's the thing. This is the thing. If you like, you have to be humble about your begging. You know what I mean? Like, we're very humble. Like, we know we're bringing the content, but we also know that we need the listeners too. So we have to be very humble. Mm-hmm. Like, follow us. You know, it's like a give and take. You know what I mean? Like, give us something. We give you something. Okay. Uh, and that's just what it is but today I'm going to tell you people now I'm, we're back into serious mode serious mode <laughs> don't mind me I, I don't know what's going on I just ate some like fried rice so <laughs> that look good though yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me let them know that I stayed with you on the phone no video I, I suffered through the process without eating the food I watched you make that dish and I did not eat that I offer Ayo I offer her, I said, hey, you should get some fried rice. I actually said I'm making her a plate. Oh, but the thing is... I was so, I was, yo, you said that I was like, is this auntie? Like, I don't understand. Which kind of plate is this? Are you joking? I, I made her a plate. You know I'm a foodie. And then you say, ah, oh, you are making... As a, is it my ghost, my spirit of Halloween? Is it my spirit that is eating the plate? Because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. But it's okay. It's okay. There will be more times where I'm going to cook for you. I'm learning new things. So right. that way... Um, I will make it. But yeah, like, it's so funny, though. Like, I'm thinking about this episode, and I'm thinking about how we've been going back and forth trying to navigate, like, how we're going to get to this topic, because I we know. both have... <laughs> That part. I'm so I'm so glad you were vulnerable to start this. Like we know this is an episode in our heart, but how to put it on the table? We do not know. We do not know. Mm. We don't don't know no. <laughs> we don't know. I will please introduce the topic because at this point I don't know where my mind is. Yeah, I I is trying to give us the the topic for today. Am I, am I or am I being forced to? Both. <laughs> I mean, like, what? a whole educated person. Why just start starting sentence with "I mean, like"? It is what it is. What it is. If you don't after, get it, <laughs> <laughs> after all that money, but um, to start, I think is is it's the to start for me though. She's nah. like to start. Oh my to goodness. Start. You know. people <laughs> it's I, bougie bougie i'm telling you bougie I mean, let's um, um so i am a member of the celestial church and in my church sometimes to an outsider if you do not understand some things are really cultural shock there'll be a culture shock to you because we have some practices that somebody would not understand the biblical like perspective to it, we say we're practicing traditional traditional Nigerian religion, right? But is there but, is there some truth to that? No. Okay. Also, also I think the similarities might be because sometimes faith or religion has come to meet people just as they are. 
and because we were people who were in touch with like natural senses maybe maybe christ may, met the celestial church in the natural sense of people and so in that sort i can see how faith and culture comes together and so it brings me to the whole question can faith exist without culture or is faith made to exist with culture that's a great question that i don't have an answer to but i'll try my best <laughs> um i'll try my best i'm gonna try to take a side but i don't know you know it's still it's still a journey of just learning and i think this topic is literally getting me to go to my bible mm. <laughs> and actually find for truth search for truth you know because i do think the bible also like deals with this as well because i'm you know the thing is with because we're talking about faith so we both of our faith is we're christian right so mm -hmm. we can only speak from that perspective mm -hmm. from, you know from a christian perspective right. but i do know to someone who practice another you know religion mm -hmm. might find something tangible inside of you know from this discussion right hopefully um because we do know we have ver diverse group of uh listeners but we can only talk about what we know, <laughs> what we what we live out, which is our faith in Christ. So now that you, you oh, that's a great question. But for me, I like the fact that you say you had a personal story. Mm -hmm. And I think my question will be, I know you asked me a question. And <laughs> and I also have a question, lady. Um, can you like maybe like share your perspective on like if there's like an intersection? intersection of faith and culture in your personal life and your experiences what is that intersectionality that you're seeing in your personal life when it comes to faith and culture I think you were actually saying something about that about you know your church and how it's you know how you guys worship and I think maybe you're touching on that but if you don't mind diving into that a little bit um from your personal experience from your perspective mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I have an answer to this. That is why we are brought it to the listeners' ears. I don't have an answer either. I do not know whether it is meant to be or it is not. But I can, I can talk. I can touch a little bit of the two sides of it that I've seen. That makes me understand it a little bit more. Why they coexist and why maybe we should we should put some sort of restriction on it. Uh, for me, I am so proud of the fact that I go to a. Uh, African curated church. Okay. Orina did not bring it to us. That it is a church curated with the language of our people. Right. And I know faith is not a competition. It's not a, a freedom fight. It is a thing of the spirit. But something about that makes me see God in a familiar way. That he's not foreign. It's easy for me to understand that Jesus is not white. Because I I I did not I did not meet him in a foreign way i met him in a very nigerian way i met him in a very cultural way and so and that kind of familiarity is one of the reasons i go to church like i remember coming to the united states and it was very hard for me to go to another church and now that i am not open-minded which is very funny because i know you go to a very mixed diverse church very mm -hmm. mixed I don't know. This is not <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. That familiarity, the language, the songs, 
it is so homey that regardless of where I go, church still becomes a home. But on the other side, it kind of makes me scared of the essence of faith because faith is supposed to be without barrier, right? But isn't the church created to be diverse? Mm. To be multinational. And so that's my fear of culture. It can be home to somebody else, but then it can shut the door to many more. And so that's where the, the fear of how the balance of culture and faith kind of hits me and hits home for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, and that's the thing, that's your experience. And I'm happy that you're speaking on it from the perspective that you know, right? Because trying to balance, like trying to figure out if there, you know, like the intersectionality between faith and culture in your personal life and your experiences. I think that's very key. That's mm -hmm. very important. So that would, people who are listening will understand that, oh, okay, it's, this is, this is an experience that I'm living. You know, this is something I've seen and this is how it looks like for me. Right. And then it's so funny that you mentioned you like, uh, you know, you go to a multicultural church and stuff. Yeah. Um, I grew up, I, <laughs> I grew up in a, I mean, maybe when I was young, I don't know, but I know I grew up in a church, like, you know, church and did all the Easter, all the different things. I, I Sunday school, like we have to go to church. This is it wasn't an option, okay? This wasn't like <laughs> where people make it an option today to go to church. No, we had it was like mandatory to go to church. Um, and so I grew up in, I would say Pentecostal, but then again, I also grew up in a non then later and gradually went style shifting to non denominational church. And then now I find myself in an assembly uh, under the umbrella of Assembly of God that also have a, a Pentecostal approach to it, but then also has a non-denominational approach to it as well. So very interesting um, thing. But I would say that um, faith and culture, and I've seen it in my personal life, like there are certain things I practice, right? For example, I'll give you this. Um, Okay, people, I know this is, hope it's not gross for somebody, but like for me, when I'm on my time, meaning my period, my menstrual cycle, I don't serve. Like I don't serve, I don't try to serve in the church because mm. I, 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 I really believe I'm unclean. Mm. You know, I don't serve. And I remember saying that one time to somebody because I remember we we're supposed to dance, you know, remember there was that time I was saying I'm on the dance yeah, team yeah. and we want to dance. I remember mentioning it like, no, I don't. I, I if I'm on my period, I'm just gonna pray that my period don't show up because if not, I'm not gonna dance. And the person looked at me crazily, like what? I said, yeah, I really take that seriously. Mm -hmm. I, I, and it's in the Bible too. But and it got me just learning that. But this is something I've been practicing since I was little, mm -hmm. since like, like I started getting my period at 13. So now you guys know when I started, you know, having periods <laughs> since I was 13. So that's a practice that I I do. But not everybody who, who is a believer practices that. But mm. for me, it's something that I'm convicted. I have this huge conviction mm. with where I don't, I, it doesn't matter what I step back when I'm on my period. Mm. For a fact, in Celestial yeah. Church, when you're in your period, you do not enter the church. Did you know yeah. that? Because um, I do have an auntie who also too is, 
we call the we call it the I don't know if the Aladulite Church. Oh, that's, that's, huh? that's similar. I don't know if it's similar, but yeah, because they the same way the dress and all of that. Um, one of my mom's sister actually practiced. That's that's uh the church she goes to. Yeah, not my I'm, auntie. Get me wrong. I'm not saying that perspective is only celestial. A lot of uh, a lot because a lot of churches <laughs> like not you, that you said that. I think it was something that was taught to me, though, because mm-hmm. I think it was something that was taught to me because my spiritual father, my daddy and my mommy, you know, um, my spiritual parents. Right. This was something that was taught. And it's a Pentecostal church. And. And that was taught about if you know you're on your period, you cannot do that um, because it's unclean. It's going to mess up the atmosphere mm. of the service. It's going to mess up. And that and honestly, people who try like just singing. It was just didn't align. Mm-hmm. It was off, you know. But then again, I don't know. That could be a tradition. That could be fake. But I know it's in the Bible. Ooh, 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 ooh. That could be. There's no confusion when the word of God. That, that, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I hadn't read. You know. Now I, I don't know. I brought it up. I didn't really have my scripture reference ready. So mm-hmm. I'm unprepared, people. But uh, you know your girl. <laughs> While we're still talking, maybe in the back I will bring it up. That verse. Hello. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's that's an example, like a personal thing, where it's like that. Or another thing would be pants and pants, wearing pants, women wearing pants, and like making their hair, not covering their hair in the church. All right. Speak on it. Uh, also, too, that's another thing where the hair covering. It's also biblical. It's in the Bible. You know, Ooh. however, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. it is in the Bible. But that, but then, but then there's this thing. There's some. I think with this, sometimes people take it to their screen. Where because look at these days, everybody go to church. Like we have people wearing. We I wear pants. You know. I feel like I started wearing pants to church when I came to America, okay? Because <laughs> the church I grew up in, you're not wearing no pants to church. You're wearing dresses and skirts. Back in Liberia. Look at culture. Yes. Back in Liberia, I wore dresses and skirt and tie my head. Mm-hmm. And tie my head. So the church hair. And then when I came to America, the whole shift happened. I saw people with pants and, you know, I said, oh. And then, like I said, seeing the changes in what modesty looked like. You know? <laughs> I was like, wow, you can do that? Okay, I'm going to wear pants too. Because naturally, honestly, naturally, I really feel comfortable in pants and skirt and, 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 and all the and dresses. I ain't going to lie to you. But that point, though, that you you hit the nail. You know, I was just reading this Instagram post today where this guy, of course, I do not know how to say. It. I, I'm just gonna paraphrase it because I don't remember exactly what he said. But it was like I don't know what church he was referring to exactly. But it's like yeah. Nigeria, they can't wear earrings. But you go to America, it said deeper life. Oh, it's deeper life, and somehow, and I, I think he referenced like a Western country. And mm. But they can wear earrings in Nigeria. They said that people can't wear pants, but in Canada, they can. You saw that post? No, yeah. But I think the, the whole the whole essence of the post is that it was contrasting how same church 
different doctrine from based on one location to the other. What? She's, I, I feel like that kind of supports the, the points that you just gave. Like, that's the influence of culture. If you come from a, so like at the end of the day, I'm like, if I am going to a church in Nigeria, for example, can be any country, and I couldn't wear pants to church, in that same church in America, I can wear pants to it. Is it now faith, or have we brought our human culture to the church and called it the expectation of Christ or the expectation of faith? Because why, why is there so much difference in doctrine from one location to the other why is different thing expected from the people of faith from one place to the other if it's not because we brought our human practices to interfere with the whole essence of faith okay so me i think this is me eh? okay when culture is being a blessing to faith i have no words i'm like yes that's a beautiful thing it brings people in it gives people a home when it's all going well but when culture is starting to mess things up in my perspective, which is crazy, which also like literally throws the whole argument away. When it it now doesn't sit with me based on my perspective, I'm like, yeah, throw culture out of the church, throw culture out. So like, for example, say like this woman talks to a young lady in the church, you know, based on how she's dressed to church. And, you know, for example, this is based on a true story that I saw because of that practice of that church, uh, the people are people like older people can talk to younger people anyhow, and they can say what they want. And it's totally acceptable because, you know, there's nothing like respect is reciprocal, even in the church for those kind of like faith and culture mixtures. And so this woman sees this young lady and says, look at how you're dressed at church, not considering faith as a way to approach this young lady, just because, you know, the culture they come from, you can talk to a younger person like that just to make your point. And so I will see stuff like that and I'll be like, yeah, this is why we should not bring culture into the church. You get what I mean? Oh my God. I'm just a chameleon. I'm just like, when it's I'm okay with it. But when it's now becoming like on the wrong side, like you're using to harass people, you're using it to disrespect, you're using it to uh, push personal agenda, which is also a personal perspective. Then I start even having issues with culture and faith. Oh my God, girl, if you read, I just, okay, I know I've read this passage before, but like going back to it now and just reading it, I think I need to sit, I would sit with it, but you know, cause we're, we're, we're talking right now, but like, if you look at first Corinthians chapter 11, instructions for public worship, that's the title. This is the NLT. It said, I'm glad that you always keep me in your thoughts. You know, Paul always start with his letter like that, but verse three, <laughs> Shut up. uh, <laughs> following the teaching I pass on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of, of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. A man dishonor his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying. But a woman dishonors her head if she pray or prophesies without covering on, without covering on her head. For this is the same as shaving her head. If, yeah, yeah, they say yes. If she refuses to wear covering, she should cut off all her hair. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut or her hair shaved, she should wear covering. A man should not wear anything 
on his head when worshiping, for a man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory. A woman reflects man's glory, Jesus. Oh my God. Okay, well, the first man did not come from a woman, but the first woman came from a man. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. This is something I have to unpack because- What's your issue? What's the problem with what you just read? I don't see any problem with what you're reading over. No, but this is the thing, right? With the hair covering, the way people, the way we infuse our own like doctrine and stuff with it, is it has gotten gotten me confused for a while. Because I told you when I was back home, I covered my hair, right? Yes. Um, I covered my hair at the time. I didn't know much about the text, you know. I just knew I was following, obeying my, you know, my pastor instruction because he said it's not right, and I trusted that. You know, he read the word of God. He's feeding me also too, right? Because God has given us preachers and teachers. So now reading this, it's just like for myself now, you know, literally it's my first time reading this text for myself. Not for anybody else. So it is just very interesting, people. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> no, no disrespect of church from that but you remember that church we all used to go to i know we're not gonna call the name but i do know it's not to disrespect any church right we coming to america that church just grabs every nigerian and kind of i know them and you know it's a nigerian american church you know everybody's or if african i'm african as in yeah um, American church. It was just a mixture of black people worshiping God. But yeah, I would never forget this day. So for us, people know my family. We were the, like it was so obvious that we were the JJC. Hair tied every damn time. Because see, you can't take the girl out of Seller, but you can't take the Seller out of the girl. Out of the girl. I mean, because so us, right? It's so embedded because we were coming from a church where we didn't wear mufti to church. So to completely mm. read ourselves of that, like church culture was very hard so like going to that church then even though we were yeah. not really for that while we went into america it was the first church that introduced itself to us told us like yeah this is the great place to start your american journey more so we didn't know where the select churches were also we didn't have a car so it was too too far to drive to select churches even when we started finding them so we go with our hair tied and i remember this day the pastor was preaching and he saw the same scripture he preached about everything for that part huh Really? Yes, he preached. I was like, no, this man did not just skip over verses just to get to his point. He's like, skip. You know how they used to project the verses on the yeah. My young self, I was like, did this man just skip? Because I was actually curious what he had to say about that. Because even me covering my head, just like you, it's not like I had clarity. It was just like such an internal conviction. That's why, like, amongst everything, faith is such a mind thing. Like you're mm. such a mind journey. Like the world can offer you what they think faith is. I am sorry to say this. Your pastor could preach what faith is. They could guide you. They could give you rules and regulations of God. God is such a personal thing. Religion has to be personal. Faith has to be personal. These are things that only through your heart can you find the truth and through the word of God. It's just like one of those things. Like he's in the air. Like, I remember one time my Bible study, I had to ask my Bible study teacher, so how do you discern what has what has been cultural brought into the church, practice as God's doctrine, and what is of God? 
and you know like they had their answers and i i think at the end of the day that's why you just got to be ready for god to work through you my truth is not your truth it doesn't matter i know we're both believers but there's some things i have been convicted of that you have not and so we cannot we cannot approach god the same yeah yeah hmm. that's interesting do you think you can have faith without being influenced by your cultural background upbringing uh, absolutely not i mean for me how i think about that i'm so I'm, I'm sure some people have a deeper view and understanding to what you said but me off of the surface like how i just think about that is for me how i'm brought up hugely influences how i view my faith as a person because like i think about my views on spirituality compared to my friends view on spirituality regardless that like we were all from africa or we're all nigerian american it doesn't matter just based on how each person is brought up i can see how we approach like spirituality especially like spirituality through faith i know it's like the new season right now um thinking about how like growing up i i believe witches exists I believe there's like powers of beyond and that definitely influences my faith. Some people, what they think about witches is like people on a broom that they read in a storybook. <laughs> I'm me, telling you, to it, me it's real. To me it's real. So there's no way that doesn't influence how I believe God. What, what do you think about that? Do you think your faith is now separate from your upbringing? I don't think it, okay. I do understand like it's, you know, faith independence from culture. I, it's hard for it to be independent from culture, right? But I do, I do believe also to like they can exist separately. You know, it's possible to have it without being influenced by like my cultural background and upbringing. But then I do also know to their culture, um, as like act as a lens through which faith is my faith is expressed. Mm. so literally what she said mm. you know so it's, so i think about the the scripture in galatians chapter 3 verse 28 talks about yes there is neither jews nor greek you yes. know there's neither slave nor free there's no male and female for you mm. are all one in christ jesus right so do you know what i mean so it's like that emphasis on faith transcends cultural and social division so like mm. like that key part is where for me when I'm thinking about it also too like yes they can but then again like the scripture said there's no Jews no Greek mm. Mm. you know so yeah. I don't know. That, that's something that's powerful I, I really love that perspective that you gave that bible verse it really wow because I'm really using this to learn and I think the goal of Okay, so I believe people, places where culture is heavy or faith is because God met, can only meet those people those that way. I feel like okay. the Yoruba people and their faith, like for me, for example, for the Celestial Church, I, I think it's because God wanted to meet Africans in their way. Africans that would not listen to a foreigner in a way that they understand, in a way that they can understand God. For me, that's the mm. whole the whole essence of like, celestial church right i also think like the whole essence of like churches that are deep in the culture it, it was supposed to be a route to bring people it was not supposed to be a route to divide people so i think for me 
like you said, there should be no just we should all be one in Christ. Like culture should invite us, it should bring us together. But when it starts to now divide us, I think that's where the, the problem starts to begin. And I have, yeah. a, yes. I have a question for you. So mm-hmm. you know, religion sometimes it, it, it yeah. is about cultural practices and traditions. So mm-hmm. how do you see the balance between religious belief and cultural elements in our community especially in your own experience um i would say balance though i feel i feel like yeah if i i feel like there's a balance or there needs to be a balance because it varies right uh it varies through among communities and and it varies depending what community you're in like think about the transition from africa to america right um your environment you know the the it it varies on how things are balanced. Like I told you, like I wasn't wearing pants to church right back home, but then I came to America. They're wearing pants, so I'm wearing pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel comfortable wearing pants, <laughs> right? Um. So, fit whom? I I think for me the main thing would be like just hold. Okay, not to say. I'm at a point in my walk with God where it's like, I do want to, I, I love tradition, right? I love tradition, but I'm not going to let my tradition and my culture to supersede God's commandments. Mm. So I would think about like, you know, there's a scripture that I actually put out because I was like, okay, Lord, help, help your daughter out because she ain't gonna she ain't know nothing mm. ain't this baby girl don't know anything but i think you even like the scripture like if you look at uh, mark chapter 7 um i know verse 8 but i'm gonna tell you like the previous one before that right so remember the pharisee okay so the pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him why don't you why don't your disciple follow our age or tradition they eat without first performing the hand washing ceremony. Mm-hmm. Listen what Jesus said in chapter six. Jesus replied, "You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, 'The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is is affairs like you know, like nothing, right? Um, for they teach men made ideas." as commanded from God. They teach man-made ideas as commands from God, sorry. For you you know God's law and substitute your own tradition. And then nine is very important. So, but I, I'm not gonna go to nine. But so when I think about that, right? Like that verse is for you know God's law and substitute your own tradition. That's where I am with my, that's where I am, where I do believe I like the question you asked uh, how do I see the balance between religion religious belief and culture uh element in my community from and I see it in I see it in my church like for example like the church I grew up in cuz the headquarters in Georgia actually but you know I'm in Indiana um <laughs> so I this there's a there's just some like still there's certain thing that, that I feel like they're letting culture to rule, tradition to rule, 
God's law. Like they're making, they, they, I remember when we were even talking about this topic, I was talking about how doctrines also is what's dividing the, the churches these days, right? The, the, the doctrine. Because everyone is coming up with their own doctrine that suits. Mm. This is the way we worship. Like for example, some people baptize kids when they're babies and some people baptize kids when they're older because they decide this is a life. And then people have scripture to say this is what it is. Or some people speak in tongues. Some people don't speak in tongues. Some people, you know what I mean? So there's this thing. Some people think if you don't speak in tongues, that means you, you, you don't have, you know, you're not fire. You're not on fire for God. You're missing out on something. Some people like, no, I haven't experienced that. And I'm still on fire for God. I'm serving God. Right. So it's like, you have all of these, we're making up our own interpretation. Well, our own interpretation of the scripture that we've read as the, the, the standard for everyone to kind of like go with and instead of letting the word of God to convict people, right. like let the conviction happen. Like I told you, my period situation, my friend is not convicted on that. I can't fault her for that because she hasn't had that conviction yet. That's just my, my, my walk. That's what I've decided. That, that's a, that's a conviction that I have. Even when, at, at, and when you say, oh, you don't even go to church, you don't lie in the church. Yes, it used to be like that. You'll stay home. So even in America, I struggle with it. Where it's like, it's Sunday and I'm on my period. I'm, sometimes I stay home. I'm not going to lie to you. There are times you'll be like, did you go to church? I said, no. Usually most of the time it's because I'm on my period and I'm struggling because I don't want to go in the, the, the temple. But I know the veil has been tuned. That there's a lot of conversation could be said about that. Um, so uh, yeah, I I don't know if that makes sense. People like we said, we're not expert on this topic, but we're just trying to explain some of the things we have seen in our various communities and house of worship too, and how this is like just taking over. Like even for, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like um, cutting like the hair thing. Now I said about it, I'm thinking about okay, the period thing. The dressing thing, you know what I mean? There's a way we expect pastor wife to dress. You know what I mean? The wife of the pastor. And then now it's so funny. The Bible had a specific interpretation of what modesty looks like. But if you have 10 Christian line up and ask them what modesty is, they'll give you their own definition of what modesty is. And it's going to be very contrary to what the word of God said. That's what he said. You enter the law and substitute your, you enter God's law and substitute your own tradition. So we're gonna put what we feel. Okay, I rest my kiss. Girl, <laughs> girl, you educate my life, girl. Because I'm listening to you, I'm like, hit it, yes, pick. We're trying, no, we're trying, no, and I'm, I'm even convicted by it. Cause I'm like, what? I'm literally searching my heart now. Like, Lord, what? What are places in my life I've been substituting my own traditions and what I've been brought up with, and not studying your word? Like the hair covering thing, Ayo. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I read. I'm gonna study it more now, to know. So, because the thing is, the word of God is alive, right? So when it comes, it's like, ugh, wow, it's there. But you knew about this, I didn't. So now I have this eagerness to want to study it more. Yeah. And get a context behind it, because it also helps to read the message that the, you know the 
the Bible in context. So it gives you like the, the background of what, what's going on here, what God is speaking. Because one thing I've learned that, you know, the Bible, you have prescriptive and descriptive. Right. So, so there's some people like Solomon had how many wives? He had this much of wife. That's not what God is telling you to go and do. That's not, but you know, but people are given excuse, but Solomon had this wives and da 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 da. And it's like, how 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 did you read read that and took it as a way that you need to have how many wives and concubines? Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? So it's like I understand that when God is prescribing something versus when God is describing something. Yeah. But I don't know. That that that's just girl. You know what stood out to me though? You're like, oh, I'm getting convicted myself. I'm reading this word. And I think like we can talk, everybody, we too, as we go with our perspective of uh, where should culture stay, where should faith stay. At the end of the day, it is only the word of God that that prioritizes, that that stays above everything. And I think this is the thing, right? This has to be a personal journey because it does not matter. The, the church is not a perfect space. You will not tell you. It can, like The church is a place where humans came together trying to be transformed by God. And we cannot go based on the previous people's practice. Like I don't think church can be one for all because this is what my parents mm-hmm. did the time i cannot take it and take it as god's route like i think the church has to always be renewed i get it okay so i was reading something earlier and it said the difference between culture and religion is that uh religion is already a revelation that everybody lives through and and culture is like a something that's pre-made what religion mm. is getting like reviewed every day while religion like is just uh why culture is just something that already exists and we practice this from time to time and i think we start to make church religion faith culture because culture are things that you know how people are like what do you mean change culture culture is people's tradition it's things that exist that they pass down from generations to generations Faith cannot be culture. There's new revelation. You're supposed to go into the word deeper than the people before you because the person who created your church already got a revelation of God and you're relying on that revelation that has been passed down already. I'm saying that the wisdom has been passed down so much. So many things has gotten lost in it and we're not finding revelations. We're not seeking. We're not going into the word of God with that standard to get like mm. how he's supposed to be. And that's when like now human practices, traditional practices as it takes over faith. Mm. The word of God that we're supposed to do, we don't go about it. We go by how our forefathers did it. <laughs> Bro, you know how much things has gotten lost. One man one day did not come to church in the spirit or one woman equal opportunity. And so they did it their way. And the person that said <laughs> they did not come that's to church. And they did it their way. And so passing down, we thought we're relieving the revelation, but we started to leave human practices. And so we don't go to the world to search. That's why like, I think I love this generation of uh, Christ people. This generation of youth, we're going to the word of God. Like growing up, I let people teach me about virginity, teach me about sex, teach me about marriage. Now I'm not going to lie. I don't wait for what the church has to say anymore. There was a point like I needed my pastor to talk on it. I needed mm-hmm. my Bible study teacher to talk on it. Now 
the word of God, the Bible has the answer to everything. So I'm going to, like, we have to take that on top of each other. And I mean, we have to go search what is the right route. And I think, you know, sometimes we have to understand that culture, like it is natural for culture to exist in the church. We are people. And so we carry culture everywhere we go. And so we have to come to that understanding to be able to prioritize faith. And that because it is faith that makes us prioritize love because that's the things of the spirit that helps us prioritize mm. compassion that helps us prioritize understanding because in culture where is like for me I think about culture as a physical body okay. and so if we're not conscious that culture is a physical body because we naturally carry that physical body if we're not conscious of applying the spiritual the church will now become a place of people that's why people get church hurt because it, it, it was a, a space where people only relied on their physical and forgot to prioritize the spiritual part of faith. That's okay. real. That's real. And I think that's where the culture, the clash between culture and faith becomes, like start showing up also too, because sometimes we, you know, take tradition and implement it, uh, put it in culture. And like, like for example, this wakekeeping thing, Waykeeping. 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 Meaning like someone passed away and then we're keeping the body for like two to three weeks. Uh, like, where is it in the Bible? I, I, you know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's hmm. like, that. that's another thing, but that's something we practice in the church because the church also enables that. Hmm. I, I, maybe I might be speaking from ignorance, but having seen it in the Bible, maybe someone can help me. This is an opportunity for you all to also teach us, but like, I'm like, is this just a tradition? Mm -hmm. This is, you know, and then why is the church honing on it like that more? And then even um when it like that, that created like that cultural clash with faith, the challenges and all of that, it brings all of those things. And a lot of, that's what you see a lot of young people are leaving the church mm -hmm. because now they feel like, you know, the, the Bible is not being taught, that it's not being taught. So it's like, oh, wow, why can't I just go home and read the Bible for myself? I remember having a conversation with mm -hmm. somebody and he was like, he's like, oh, if you have a Bible study, I will come and have a Bible study, but I'm not going to enter into a, a, a church, uh, like a, a church to say I'm going to sit. And this is the person who has a lineage of pastors in his family. For me, what I would say is Matthew 6, 24. Mm -hmm. No one can serve two masters, but you will hit one and mm. love the other mm. you will be devoted to one and despise the other mm. you cannot serve god and be and be enslaved to money mm. so my even though this is saying money but you know think about what else it can be the other idols that we you know mm. it's kind of like sometimes we're in the struggle of like letting go accepting cultural practices that is solely against the word of god mm. you know why are you like how are you serving? This is my thing. Maybe, and, and maybe there might be, how are you serving God? And then you still want to go to a seer to tell you about your future. Ouch. Shots fired. <laughs> how? How? How are you serving God and you want to go to a babalao, like a medicine man, like, mm. you know, to go and tell you about your future and, and read your palm and tell you all these things. That's two masters. Can I, I need one. Okay. I, I, I'm just, yeah. Go ahead. 
can I show off? Uh, show off, show off, ma. Show I know, off. I know people that have their perspective. I, oh my gosh, this is my moment to say I am so happy. I, I found the Celestial Church of Christ. I'm sorry, because when I see some things that we go into war to search for, my church readily gives you, but through Christ, my church mm. says instead of. You want to see what humans were curious. We wish we could find out what the future is. But guess what? There's gifts of the spirit. And my church recognizes that. And my church says, instead of going through people who will tell you to sacrifice, that they do not say the blood of Christ covers it. How about we come to your church? We'll pray together. We go in the spirit and see what God has to say for you. Little, what do we call that? Uh, Sorry, excuse my Yoruba. We call it Yoruba. uh, uh, what's this thing they do on Tuesdays? Oh my gosh. I can't even remember the name. There's a Yoruba word for it. It's like your moment to come to the prophet, let them pray, mm-hmm. go in the spirit, they hold a candle and they kind of, it's, it's like saying, and, and, and it, is, it is spirit connected. There are people who are called, who have the gift of the spirit to do that. And I, I, I'm just grateful because my church says, we know you're going to go into the world. You're going to be tempted, but we have an offer of something that is going to meet you just where you are. But instead of going into the world, go through Christ. But anyways, I know we've, we spent time, but you know. Yeah. I like, um, let me tell you, I, I, I've been challenging my family. So you can already imagine, right? They're like, they're like, you take this Jesus thing too seriously. I'm like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> That's such a compliment. Because I'm going to give account for how he placed me on earth. There's a reason why I'm placing this family. So mm-hmm. if it means I'm the one who has to shake this family mm-hmm. attention back to Christ and center it back to Christ, definitely then I'm all for the task. It's not easy. So imagine being, you know, having that conversation with your mom, your siblings and all of that and challenging them like, why is that practice? Where is God? Do you not trust God enough? And then some of the languages I'll be getting, it's like, you know, we trust God, but you know, we're Africans. We have our tradition and culture and it's sickling when someone says that. Then I'm like, you really haven't read your Bible. Then you don't mm. trust, you don't trust in this God. Because mm, you can't, you can't. You can't have two masters. Uh, it's uh, either you, you have God or man. That's uh, why there's a verse that says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Because it ha- you have it's a a, a a decision that you have to make just a it's kind of like you wanting god to be the savior mm. but not the lord of your life Ooh. you know what romans 12 2 says it says do not conform to the part pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you you, you transform yeah you uh, we can't yeah, we can't want culture. We can't we can't serve two masters, like you said. We cannot want the things of the world and want Christ. And I think the day you know that you know peace. The day I realized like I cannot understand the things of the spirit with the perspective of the world. I cannot bring me into the church. Is either I let God work through my mind to approach the world. I can't constantly give my worldview to fit into God. And I think sometimes I that's that's how we clash. We want to bring how we think it should be other than how God, the word literally said it. You know, when we're reading that verse on, on the perspective for women. Yeah. And it's easy to say, oh my gosh, that's how God feels about me. But again, it's because you've been in the world. The world has taught you this is who you are as a woman. So irregardless of what God says, you already carry that like heaviness of how you think it should be versus word by word. 
what God's intention is for his people, for you, for this journey, you know, because culture is sometimes not even like cultural tradition is human culture, the human mind, the flesh, and how we want it to supersede faith. But I think that's all I have today. I mean, you said it. Um, yeah. So I think about like, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers do it in unity. So at the end of the day, we're just talking about unity. We're talking about love your your neighbors as yourself. But as you're doing that, make sure the heart posture is in the right place. Make sure you're also prioritizing God. You you okay, you have your culture. God no, he didn't he said I didn't come to abolish the law. Like yeah, he was clear yeah. on that. So even mm-hmm. when a Pharisee and he don't let us go to the circumcised and uncircumcised. We're not asking that question also too. Uh-huh. Like he was very clear about what his mission was. Because he said, you're following this law, this law that you're following, this tradition you're following. It's your man-made things that you're following. You're not even following the gospel. So even Adam and Zion is in front of you. You, you, you can't even recognize me. So because you're so stuck in the mindset of the your teachers, and you haven't really gotten to know who the Messiah is. He's right in front of you. He's performing miracle. You're questioning everything. Is he not a carpenter's son? Like, is he not, you know, how can this, but people, we rest our kids, okay? We're learning this journey. I mean, you know, as, you said, as you said that, I was thinking about the, the verse I just shared, where he said, because I didn't know that was the end of that verse, interestingly. Like, I know the beginning of the verse is to say, do not conform to the things of this world. I didn't know the second part was actually, but the renewal of, Renew your, of your mind. Because yes. you know what the church says is, I'm so I know this doesn't say well a lot of people. I'm sorry, but I don't think it's what your pastor says. Maybe those things can help. Read you. the Bible. You gotta, you gotta let go walk through your mind. But no, I mean there are a lot of things. But I think um, I'm there's a, there's that with a B. You know the people that they, they they were taught they were told something, but then yeah. they went back and examined the scripture. They didn't yeah. just sit there. They didn't. Um, oh my God, why is the name not coming to me? But yeah, he he said, be like them. Mm. They went back and examined the scriptures. What was said? How many times do we go to church and the message is preached? Remember, there's topical teaching. There's chronological teaching as well. There's different type of teaching method that teachers, you know, pastors use to teach us. So Mm -hmm. sometimes they might take a verse from here, take a verse from here to get to what they're trying to bring across. Mm -hmm. So they might not teach it all in its context. Mm. right sometimes some of them don't really try to read the scripture they just like, i don't have time and i'm wondering like then why are you on the pulpit if mm. you don't have time <laughs> like oh i don't have time to read this verse then why are you there mm. but you're telling that. me about everything else uh-huh. that has Let's nothing to do with the bible let's keep okay. let, me, <laughs> let me not let me not be violent i think i love all my pastors they've been called by god that meaning the ones that have been called by god i'm not talking okay. about because there's, there's a lot of people that are going to say lord i did not Preaching your name, prophesy your name. He said, I never knew you. But anyway, may we not be those ones. Hey, let me, disclaimer, no, no shaming, disrespect of any church or pastor. Oh, no, no. Not at all. We just spoke at church. And I just want to say, where your Ankara, where your uh, Ambok, where all your traditional, I'm not saying don't be you, don't show up. That's what, that's what the church is. Yeah, I'm not talking about don't 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 take who you are to church. Go as come you. as you are. That's come it. as you are, but don't stay as you are. That's the point. Don't Maybe. stay as you are.
Then because <laughs> like that yeah. that that church that you talked about, let me tell you, I'm not gonna call him. You know, do you know I have problem with this whole like I felt like do I have to worship the pastor or do I am I here to worship God? I was always conflicted with that. Mm. So I I didn't fully give myself. Mm. You know, I was still I was still leading, but I just didn't there wasn't like the way other people were like I wasn't like that because the thing is I reverend my leaders, but I don't worship. I've been very careful of like worshiping. There are people that like are favorite people that I like. You know, sometimes like, oh, I love Jackie Hill Perry, I love this person and stuff. They're not my God. Mm-hmm. I see them as a vessel God is using in this time. Mm-hmm. But they're not my God. So it's it's just like, but if you and and, and then the respect that we have in African culture too, where it's like do my prophet no harm. Touch not my anointing. Do my prophet no harm. What make you think I'm not anointed by God? <laughs> so you go, you should not be messed up with. You should not be touched. You, you I'm God's, I'm, wait, I'm creating the image of God. What don't you, why don't you think, like I'm creating the image of God because that touch not my God, anointed. Let's le- read that verse in context. When our pastors go and mess up and fall short of the glory of God, instead of us pointing them to repentance, we try glorifying their sin. And say, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. Mm-hmm. What the audacity they have, like to say that. But anyway, I'm I'm mad, people. And on that case, I think you we're ending this episode. And you will pray because <laughs> <laughs> people, if this episode is long, please bear with us. But I know there's some things you can relate yeah, to. I bet I don't know how long we stayed on this. <laughs> Imagine we don't know this topic. We're just going. God is literally God is just flowing through us, honestly. And, and giving and us words. What you said, we don't know this topic, but we didn't we don't bring just whatever to you. We brought it because it's a it's more of a conversation. We're curious. Please, there's Q and A on our Spotify. If you please let us know your thoughts, you know, you could put uh you could actually DM us, baby. DM us on Instagram. I'm so DM us. We're gonna have questions on our story. You can reply that question post. Um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your audio or your podcast. Um, don't forget to leave a review. You love us. I know sometimes you procrastinate in life, but let Flight from Africa help you and teach you how to not procrastinate. If you start by reviewing us and then other things in life, you won't procrastinate. It's There'll be alignment. There'll be an alignment. You see how easy it is that the things that you keep pushing forward, you can literally do in a minute. So how about you review us? That's true. Everything I have said is true. <laughs> <Sure>. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pray. Um, we love you guys. Don't mind us. We love our pastors. We love the people that God has placed in our corners. I have for, I have into, yeah, into, interceding on our behalf. We are grateful for each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. We'll pray for you guys. Even we're about to pray for you on this episode anyway. Hey, girl, please let's pray. Hey, hey, yeah, let's pray, pray, people. Hey. <laughs> God, okay, Lord Jesus, help us. Um, our gracious Heavenly Father, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Adonai El Shaddai, Prince of Peace, Provider Jaira, we want to say thank you for today. Thank you for this episode, Lord. You know exactly where we've been, oh Lord. You know exactly our story. You know us by our names, oh Lord Jesus. You know our faults, oh God. You know what we fall short each and every day, oh Lord. Daily, oh God. 
even daily as we promise to live and breathe your grace, we fall short, oh God, but you're still faithful in our own faithfulness, oh God. So Lord, we ask, oh God, that the people on the sign of our voice, oh God, as they listen to this episode, oh God, that there will be touch, oh God, there will be conviction, oh God, there will be a, top of, uh, a time to process some of the things that they have learned, oh God, that it's not even in alignment or in your word, oh Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that this episode will be an educational session for each and every one of us too, because we listen to it and realize that, wow, we have been, we have some things that we need to deal with internally as well, oh God, as even the host, oh Lord. So I can imagine a listener, so God, we pray for their day-to-day, oh God. We cover that they're, they're going out and coming into your hands. We pray to the Lord. Thank you for the gift of the, 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 the podcast, oh God. Thank you for the Platform Africa podcast. Thank you for I am myself, oh God. Thank you for giving us the grace and the strength and the ability because it's not about mind, nor about power, Lord, but it's by your spirit. So we ask that you move and do what only you can do, oh God, with this episode, God, whichever way you want it to go, Lord. We pray for our pastors, oh God. We pray for our churches, oh Lord Jesus. We pray for the leaders, oh God. Be a shepherd, be a teacher, be a pastor, oh God, be a prophet, oh God. We ask that you cover them with your blood, oh God. We ask that you strengthen them, oh God. We ask, oh God, that they will go back to that that hunger and test for your word to share with the people, oh God, your, the people that they are shepherding, oh Lord Jesus. We also pray, oh God, that people who are sitting in congregation, oh God, will want to go back home and actually study your word, oh God, to get to know you and have a relationship with you, oh God, to get to know you and have a different dimension of what a some of the things that you want to reveal to them, God. We ask that you do all of these things that we ask, oh God, if it is in your will, oh God, and if it is in alignment, oh God, that it be done, oh Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you. Amen. Mr. Tia, I love you. Amen. Love you, love you. Love you, love you. Oh, oh, oh. Love you, love you. I cannot be singing that song after that prayer. Lord Jesus, every, <laughs> every kind of spirit, I come against you right now by the blood of Jesus. There's no stir of clubs. I come against it. <laughs> <laughs>